Welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. Crazy week in sports. LeBron is now officially LeBronto. We're going to talk about the NHL uh, round two recap. Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning are moving on. Uh, I'd like to congratulate Albert Pujols, Mr. 3000. And Tiger is not back whatsoever. Uh, Dump and Chase of the week. When you don't get pucks out. That's what happens. Dump and Chase of the Week is back to Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. Juicy stuff. Here we yeah, go. That's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. PE, 1998. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe. Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens. What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? Cavs are up 3-0 in the series, Ock. What a, what a comeback on, on game number one. Uh, LeBron versus in- Toronto. LeBron. This guy, man. It's, I can't believe he's pulling it off. It's, it's insane. They didn't, they didn't uh, have, a, have a single lead in game one. Uh, first team to, to win. A playoff game after never holding a lead in regulation. Uh, they won 113 to 112, game one in overtime. LeBron just took over. Game two was all LeBron working on his. It looked like a practice gym out there. Second half, eight contested turnaround fadeaway jumpers, cash. Uh, Mark, Mark Jones, Mark Jones, a play by play announcer, just tagging it. New name for the city is Lebronto. Just a shot. When are t-shirts going to be made? You got the Air Jean in the closet hanging up. Are you going to get the Lebronto shirt? I got a Witness shirt. I got a Lebron jersey. I'm, I'm going to get a Lebronto. Officially takes over the six. Uh, he's now 13-2 and two in his last 15 games against Toronto. Uh, it's, it's insane what he's doing to that city north of the border. Uh, I mean, for Canadian fans all across Canada that love their Raptors, uh, it's he's so far in their head. I mean, game three, how how would that buzzer beater? I'm not going to lie. I was watching it live, and when he sunk it, I didn't even go nuts. It's almost as if we, we expect him to do this now. It's, he's the first player to ever have two buzzer beaters in one playoff. It's, it's ridiculous. Anybody, anybody, including Lakeville's own Matt Heller, um, can no longer argue that LeBron James is not as clutch, is not as good, is not on the same level as Michael Jordan. Um, it's it's not even question in my mind, and should be in everyone else's mind, that he is the greatest player in NBA history. I, I just kind of hate how people are all saying, "Oh, this this uh, LeBron James MJ debate is now put to rest." It's okay. One buzzer beater doesn't do that. This dude's been absolutely dominating the the sport of basketball for the past 15 years uh ever since his his 2011 championship loss to the Mavericks and Dirk uh he's just been on a tear his his game is just unbelievable even in his 15th year I don't understand how a player gets better as he ages it's insane uh you know what you're going to get with him the Cavs basically just have one style of offense it's hot potato. You get the ball, give it right to LeBron, and he just winds the clock down, either hits a three, takes it to the rack, or kicks out to, to Caleb or Corver. And, and I, was, I think that, was that buzzer beater? Was that, a, was that a bad shot, or was he going bank off the glass there? I, I actually heard him. You could hear it. If, there's certain camera angles where it says he, he called game. He called game. Oh uh, LeBron called game off the glass. Uh, just like Paul Pierce did a few years ago uh, when he was with the Wizards. I mean, that's, that's a pretty tough shot. Going to his left, jumping, one-handed, kiss off the glass. He didn't even hammer it. It just kissed off the glass and in. Uh, that's probably my second favorite LeBron buzzer beater. My, I, I still think my first favorite LeBron buzzer beater was, uh, I believe it was 2009, uh, Eastern Conference Championship against the Orlando Magic, game two to tie the series at one. Catch from the top of the three-point line, cash, three-pointer ball game at the buzzer. Uh, they went on to lose that series to Dwight Howard and the Magic, but that that still is that's my favorite LeBron buzzer beater for sure. 
I mean, you said it. You nailed it right on the head. This guy, he's going to – how many more years has he got left? He's going to be – He's. it's a Tom Brady thing. Yeah. He's going to be good for probably 10 more years. He's going to dominate for 10 more years. He's going to – honestly, he's going to be in the league still when his son is draft eligible. And, and I mean, sick. we all know politics there. He's going to get his drafted. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and who knows? He might even be able to get his son to do the same thing he did. We won't know what the the NCAA rules will be down the road, but the one and done type thing, we might even maybe he can go straight to the pros as well. Who knows? Uh, with uh, expecting expecting Cleveland to close it out, um, it's going to line up a fourth consecutive meeting now with Golden State and Cleveland because Golden State's just they're not they're not losing. Houston, New Orleans is out of contention. Houston is so good. I mean, the Pelicans, yeah, they're they're. They're decent. They're good. They're not quite there yet, but Anthony Davis is unbelievable. But they just toyed with them all night. Durant was unbelievable again. Curry's hitting his shots. Uh, I just don't see the Rockets beating them in a seven-game series. I, I, I do think we're going to get Chapter 4, Golden State, Cleveland. Uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, they, they combined to have one championship finals appearance. That was Harden when he was at OKC in 2012. But... <sighs> It, it's really hard for me to take Houston in a seven-game series over over Golden State. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to see Chapter 4, Golden State, Cleveland. And on paper, yeah, Golden State should probably win that. But if LeBron's doing what he's doing, if he can keep this up and average nearly a triple-double like he has the last few finals, who knows? If, if Kevin Love plays like this and he gets help, who knows? I just think... I want to root for LeBron so bad. He's our guy, like our parents, like MJ was their guy. Kobe was a yeah. little before us. I loved Kobe, but like LeBron's our guy. I want to root for him. Um, I want to see him win everything he can in our lifetime because it's a special thing. We're not going to see it. But no. I, I, it's so hard to think that one guy can go up against KD, um, Steph Curry, all that entire crew yeah. from Golden State. It's just it's got the poor guy's gotta be exhausted. Honestly, if I'm if I'm LeBron, I would almost hope that Houston Houston wins that series. You you would have to think. Uh a team that doesn't have any finals experience, the Rockets that is. Uh I, I just think he could you know, he could go toe to toe with Harden and force Harden into, you know, shots he doesn't want to take. Harden, can he turns the ball over quite a bit. Uh, Chris Paul, him and Harden, you can tell how bad they want it. They were getting into it in game three against the Jazz, yelling at each other in a timeout, and they were up by, like, 15. They, they want it bad, but at the end of the day, I think LeBron wants to play Houston more than he wants to play Golden State. But it'd be really good for basketball if, if it's Chapter 4, honestly. On the other side of the brackets, we have Boston and Philly in that series. Boston seeming to have their way with the 76ers. What happened to the process? We hyped it up. We were on board. Um, I, I, we I, thought this this team couldn't be stopped. And yeah, I, what it, Boston what it, out of nowhere. Up what three. it comes down to is inexperience with the 76ers uh, playing a t- the Miami Heat. Were not it. They're they're a fluff fluff opponent. That just kind of proves that, but. Like shit, man. Boston is well coached. Like like we've said before, Brad Stevens, unbelievable coach. Just game plans. They're they're just not letting Simmons get to the rim whatsoever. Simmons has no mid range game. Uh, he was held to one point on four shots in game two, and they they blew a twenty two point lead. Uh, it's Boston's gonna. I think they're gonna sweep them. Uh, I did not think it was going to come to this. I know my lock of the week last week was Boston to win at home in game one, which they did. I did not think it was going to be a sweep this way. I, the pros- Bro, did you, see, did you see the end of the game where some nut job freaking tech guy from Philly popped a confetti? Man, Bell- Bellinelli hits a three in the corner. His, his feet are clearly on the line. Uh, so it was a to tie the at the corner crew come swab it up. Tied it clean confetti up. I, I think I think that's hilarious. Confetti man, 
that unbelievable job by him. He doesn't he doesn't give a shit. Confetti's down. He's out of a job. He's working at a fucking subway inside of Walmart now. He lost his gig at the with the team. I bet he makes a he, I bet he makes a mean sub though. Honestly, a guy that can drop the confetti that well in you know to end regulation, he, he definitely makes a, a a mean Italian combo. Uh, yeah, he's he now he went from confetti guy to sandwich artist um, with with yodeling kid. The, the Walmart that yodeling kids at. Uh, but, but all in all, the process is kind of, all right, it's going to be moved to the off season. What are they going to take a run at LeBron? Clearly they can't win without him. And Boston's only going to get that much better next year when they get Gordon Hayward back and Kyrie Irving back. But how about this? Will Kyrie Irving lose his job to Terry Rozier? That is a good question. Scary Terry. I mean, Gary Terry. He's elevated his game more than anyone, I think, other than LeBron in this postseason. He's been an I, I, he's been an, a nightmare matchup for the 76ers. I mean, Embiid's just dunking on guys, and it's been great. But uh, is Rozier, do, you, do you like Rozier's game better than Isaiah Thomas in Boston? They're different. Isaiah was more of you know that they didn't really have these these top end pieces last year. Isaiah was the go-to guy, so he he was you know he handled the ball most of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would rather have Rozier honestly. Uh, he's a little bit bigger. He's just more aggressive. I mean, how how can you not like a scary Terry over a you know Isaiah Thomas who complains to the media and whatnot? I I absolutely love uh, Bledsoe walking in with a uh, Drew Bledsoe jersey. That was unbelievable. That was so that was sick. Smart. And Bledsoe showing him love on Twitter. Unbelievable. I love that. Yeah. So, looks like we're going to get Boston Cavaliers again. Second second meeting between them in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then it's going to be Golden State and Houston. They're both up 3-1 on their opponents. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like we're leaning towards Chapter 4 more than anything. But uh, uh, um, how about the how about the 144th the- run into the Kentucky Derby? Um. I was jacked up. Um, I was fired up. I was about, gosh, man, I, it was an interesting weekend for myself. I was called into work Saturday morning. I was gassing beers at work at about noon. Get to the Kenny Chesney concert while freaking Old Dominion's warming her up, and I, I took a lap with my buddy, and we were watching outside. You went, you went, you went to the Chesney concert? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified it's going to be a two-day hangover. Today was not pretty. Um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, I threw some last minute bets down on, on what I thought was justify my stupid man, the, the site I go through to bet, um, I'm, I'm not going to name names just cause I'm looking for a sponsorship deal. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened, man. I, I thought I'm putting, I'm putting 50 bucks down on justify to place. Cause that's been my last summer. I had some sex success. You had uh, some sex last great. summer. Yeah, Congrats. I yeah, I have sex. Congrats on the sex, Jake. Did you throw I've been big money down on the favorite. I don't know honestly, Evan, why we're not betting the favorite heavy in horse racing. We don't obviously there's not too much other than the big three races, but we're taking the favorite in horse racing every time. I, the media yeah. juices up other contenders that aren't even contenders. I will never not bet for the favorite again in my life in horse racing. I got absolutely mangled. Uh, Saturday during the day and raced home to, to watch my, I'm not going to even tell you how much I put down on Mendelssohn. Uh, yeah. Magdalene Mendes. That's the guy that is the freaking horse that my money actually ended up going down on. I thought I was, I was on justify and I find out two minutes later after this thing's all said and done, I had Magdalene to win. I just yeah. dead last. The so, guy was dead last. So I did, I put, some some decent money on Mendelssohn and Audible, and the the other one was oh uh, Good Magic who just they, the the other two came up just short two and three they finished respectively but Mendelssohn I'm watching my my go to horse here five to one odds to win it right out of the gate horse takes a hard left and <laughs> I'm like are you fucking kidding me so my money just goes right down the shitter to start probably the worst start i've ever seen since usain bolt in the 2012 world championships 
Uh, he went early, the false start, and we all know what happens in, in racing, uh, track and field, you, you get DQ'd. So that's basically what Mendelssohn did. He, he finished dead last. And, you know, I, I don't really blame the horse in that. That's, that's the jockey getting him dialed in, whether he's listened to, to Meek Mill before or, or uh, Led Zeppelin or, or, or Taylor Swift, wherever the fuck gets him going. But uh, that's the last time I bet on a fucking horse that's not the favorite. I mean, Justify, it wasn't even a fun race. It was pouring rain, muddy, shitty conditions. Conditions Justify were... wins by nearly three lengths. Just a fucking shit show all around. Um, is he gonna is he gonna be special though? We'll see in the Belmont and the Preakness. His trainer though, his trainer is kind of a special deal. It's it's the same trainer as American Pharaoh. Um Bobby Baffert. What a what yeah, fucking Bobby Baffert. But how about um, how about how about the uh the jockey, Mike Smith? It, that's his second career derby win. So if this if this horse is is you know, he's his jockey's winning multiple derbies, his trainer is a Hall of Fame trainer. That's his fifth career win. It just—I mean—is it going to be the next American Pharaoh? It, it, this it, Justify broke a 136-year curse of a horse that has never raced at the age of two. He didn't start racing him until he was three. So and that jockey—that kind of—that kind of spooked me. The media plays it up so fucking well. Just deters voters, gets money in every which way, and played with my head. I still have a fucking headache over it. And broke 136 year curse, and I, I'm I'm betting justify heavy at the Preakness, and I'm betting and I'm betting justify heavy as fuck at the Belmont as well. Heavy, there's gonna be big money thrown around. Uh, the jockey came out before the race. He's like, I've never been on a three year old like this. Uh, basically saying I knew we had something special here. Uh, there's pictures of him crossing the finish line. He doesn't have a speck of mud on him. He's greased up. He's a fast horse. Um, I hope he. Spe- I hope he specified that three-year-old comment. That that could get pretty dicey if he didn't specify. Uh, yeah. What kind of three-year-old? He's talking ponies. I hope. I mean, yeah. Overall, the horse was lightning fast, and it was a shitty, shitty day um, for racing. How about? How, said it was one one of the wettest in career history with all the yeah. damn rain. How How about this? Uh, a lady bet. Uh, she had an eighteen-dollar bet to start the morning. Uh, there's about four or five races before the the the, the legit Kentucky Derby. Eighteen dollar bet. She got every she picked every single horse to win correctly in in the leading up events to the Derby, and she picked Justify. Eighteen dollars no. got her one point two million fucking guacamoles. Are you kidding me? Quick, quick payday. That's that's eighteen bucks. That's two chipotles, uh, without guac, and a side of chips. And she just goes, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna have Chipotle today. I'm gonna put some money on some ponies, and you know she's she's coming out 1.2 million dollars ahead. What a what a way! What Did a you morning. imagine? I, I'm the most nervous guy in the entire country. I bring 40 I'm bucks. Watching. I bring 40 bucks to the casino because I don't want to lose my money, and that's probably. What oh I'm my god! I get up 20 and I'm table. out. I fucking leave after I win one hand. I'm I'm out. That's 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 good for her, man. She's. That that makes the derby. That, that's what the derby's all about, you know. It's that's what we get up and we do this shit for. Beers, you know the uh, what's that drink? The the mint ju the, the mint julep. That's the big one there. Uh, I don't even know how many of those were sold, but I would have been drunk as tits after about five of them. And then uh, we got to go to the derby. We that's something. I, I that's that's a bucket list we, item. Augusta National and. Churchill Downs, Augusta National, Churchill Downs, and just uh, old and money, playoff, nice and a good-looking people in, dressed up, nice. Yeah, two events we got to get down to, and, and a playoff hockey game in Vegas. Those that's that's got to be on our bucket list for the next few years. Um, playoff hockey, though. Let's let's actually uh, let's transition into that. Uh, round two is just about wrapped up. Um, we got the Jets up three-one on. The, or I'm sorry, 3-2 on the Predators. Uh, we're looking at a game six between the Penguins and Capitals. And my Bruins sadly, sadly have uh, have been ousted by the Tampa Bay Lightning in Vegas. They're going to – they're going to – they got something special going on. They're going to wait the winner of uh, Nashville and Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, we got two two left to go, though. 
Um, two game sixes. Who do you got in the Eastern Conference between Penguins and the Capitals? I think this one's going seven. I, I had this one going seven. I'm still taking the, the pesky Penguins. When you have a, a Goliath like them, it's hard to shut the door, especially with the Capitals, given the recent history uh, with with them in the, in the Ovechkin era. Uh, you know, they're up 3-2, feeling good about themselves. It'll be interesting to see if Carlson plays. He, he got shooken up by a hit by Gensel, and Backstrom's banged up. But – it's I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh in, in game six at home. And I just think if it goes seven, that's got to be at the back of Washington's mind. They're the David in this situation. I, I don't know if, if they'll have enough hope he's going to be, he's going to have to play like he did in game five. Uh, they got to limit Pittsburgh's power plays. That power play unit, that first unit is so dangerous. Uh, Latang, Malkin, Hornquist, Kessel, Crosby, better than anyone in the NHL playoffs right now. I don't see, especially with Gensel, I mean, 21 points right now, leading the NHL in points. This kid's pretty special. He's, he's, he could even tie, he's on pace to tie Mario Lemieux's 48-point uh, Penguin playoff record in 91. It's, I, I, I can't say that the Capitals are going to go into Pittsburgh and steal this one because I really think Pittsburgh's going to win and then, put the pressure back on Washington and, 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 and the deal and break the, the capital faithful hearts. But th- this is going to be an unbelievable game six. It's going to be physical. Uh, the stars are going to come out to play. Crosby's literally on the ice for 92% of Pittsburgh goals in the, in the entire series. I got, I got Pittsburgh winning. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go Pittsburgh three, one on uh, tomorrow night. Um, I, I want to so badly agree, and I generally would go, you know what, yeah, this is going to go to seven. I think it's going to be – the script is going to be flipped on this series. I, I'm going to take Washington going into Pittsburgh. Wow. And, and oh. taking out game six. You got – man, you, you got Backstrom leaving the game early. He's going to be coming back. He's expected to play in this one um, after blocking a shot. You got TJ Oshie just feeding Chris Letang. Um, is like this guy been more physical or uh, a little bit more feisty than we've seen? The like, where does this come from? From Oshi, this is the second game now where he's gotten an altercation and gets involved fighting. Sick. He's just sick of this the bullshit behind the play, and he wants to win more than anybody. Him and Ovechkin, they, they both yeah, they both and both never been to the conference finals. Uh. I'm I, I'm not going to take it as my lock of a bet for the week, but I'd be willing to take the over confidently on this game. Um, I don't know what the line really? set up for okay. plus minus and goals, I but it's, this, I think it's five and a half. It's just been a shootout. I feel like every single game's just been an absolute shootout. Um, expect a lot of scoring from this one. Ovechkin's hungry. Oshie's hungry. This whole freaking Washington roster's hungry as hell. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the deep end here and say Washington takes it in Pittsburgh's own barn. Wow. Um, that would be, I mean, I, I, that'd be cool to see. I'm kind of rooting for that, to be honest. I would love to see Ovechkin get to the conference finals, see what he can do. And obviously they're, the winner's going to take on Tampa. If Washington wins, they need a win tomorrow night. They can't risk it going seven, and it would give them a few more days rest. But, wow, you're picking the, the Caps. That's bold. That'd be cool to see, though. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping it works out, but my uh, my Western Conference uh, second team making it to the finals. Um, I'm taking Nashville in seven. Okay. Um, part I'll touch on this later, but it includes my my lock bet of the week. Uh, but but PK Subban's guaranteeing a win in Game Six in Winnipeg, which is extremely hard to do. Not many teams have been able to to go into Winnipeg and and steal a game on the road. But Subban's guaranteeing it, and shit, got me fired up. I mean, the last person to guarantee a win, I believe it was Ovechkin, ooh, 2014 over the Rangers. I think he guaranteed a Game 7 win. He had two He had two points. They lost 3-2. Timeout, 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 timeout. I'm pretty sure the last person to guarantee a win uh, would be Elshon Jeffrey in Chicago about two years, a year and a half ago. Wow. Um, am I not mistaken? But Okay. Yeah. I, 
I mean, the Chicago Bears were, were complete ass, but if he's going to guarantee that, I, I think I do remember hearing that. Jumps over to Philly, uh, wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, the, the chips aligned for him, and, and he was a pivotal component in that Super Bowl run last year. Wow, good good take there. Uh, okay, so Jeffrey, I mean, if Subban's going to follow in, in those footsteps, he's leading down the right path. Uh, but I think I'm going to – shit, I hate to do this, I picked Nashville over Pittsburgh. I really want to stick to it. We got, man, just this series. Winnipeg's offense is so, so fucking good. Uh, it's, man, they're making Pecorine look like fucking cheese. And I don't even know. This is where it goes for me. If Pecorine starts, I think I'm going to take the Jets. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking the Jets no matter who starts. Pecorino has been absolute ass. His goals against is 3-2-3. He got lit up last game. Hellebuck's playing well. He's got a 2-2-9, 9-2-5 save. Uh, Damn, dude. The the Jets are so offensively strong. Shifley, most underrated player in the game today. He's got 19 – or he's got 14 points in the playoffs. Uh, Wheeler, he's gone. He's got 13 Bufflin, they got some guys that can fucking move. I mean, even Stasny's chipping in, the little old vet. I, I just think Nashville defense has not been showing up. They look like they're just a mid, mid-range pack defense right now. I'm going to take the Jets to seal it at home. I took the Preds in six to start. This time I'm switching. You know, I, I really hate to do this mid-series, but I'm taking the Jets. I think that would be unbelievable for them to play Vegas in, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh two teams that have never been to the Stanley cup and it would be, I think that'd be good for the NHL too, but who knows? It's the story is going to be, can, can Winnipeg close it out? And, and if Pekka Rene starts, is he going to be the Pekka Rene of the past or the Vesna trophy? Or is he going to be the Pekka Rene of the, of the Winnipeg jet series? Cause he's been atrocious. Here's a, here's a very, very hot take. Um, I think that Nashville is an absolute, lock to win this game picture this what if and this is a huge what if what if Mariota in the o-line of the tennessee titans were to take it pack their shit and get on the road and go up to winnipeg buy out a suite get their hands on a, a box and do their entire catfish guzzling beer pouring beer taking their shirts off throwing catfish in enemy territory in winnipeg does that fire up the nashville if, or is that am I if wrong? That happens, if that happens, I, I'm definitely revoking my my change. Uh, that would fire me up more than anything if I saw Mariota, who probably has never seen a hockey game in his life, at 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 up in Winnipeg, north of the border, housing housing beers. You saw you saw those and, videos, right? All over Twitter about their O line, just these barrels with their shirts off, got yeah. beer on each other oh, on yeah. themselves. Boo-blusion, not the, the O-lineman. It was, it was a carnival. It, you would have to assume if this thing goes seven, it's going to be Nashville. Uh, if Winnipeg can't close it out tomorrow, they're fucked. Just given Nashville's history, and they went to the Cup last year, they won a couple game sevens. They're, they just need to kind of wait. They need to re. They need to hit the reset button. Just, just, just reset. Holy fuck, they were brutal in Game Five at home. Even, I mean. Winnipeg's making their home court, home court advantage, home ice advantage in Nashville. It's sickening, but they're good. They're really good. And if Hellback plays well, it's it's going to be over quick. Yeah. Uh, but how about how about their opponent? They're playing Vegas. Flurry Flurry's got four shutouts now in ten starts. Uh, he's just dominating the whole. He's he's my Smythe pick so far. Uh. 153 goals against average, 951 save percentage, an expansion team, uh, second expansion team to ever win the first two rounds of their playoff debut uh, in their in their inaugural season. It's been insane. I'm I'm so sick with the Vegas blue. It's insane, it's, it's, man. It's stupid. I said it two weeks ago. I think I said it last week too. But this Vegas team is destined. I I don't see this playoff ending without them winning the cup i I just can't i think it's all the stars are aligned here and i think vegas is going to be the first expansion team in any professional sports 
to win a championship the same year. I think it's just too perfect. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there. Um, whoever, I think Vegas is going to win the next round, no matter who they play. Uh, but how about how about just Mark Andre Fleury just resurrecting his career in Vegas? I think that's so mm-hmm. cool. Uh, just the Penguins kind of gave up on him because they had a, a stud in Matt Murray, who I mean he's proven his worth. Two cups now for him. Congrats to him. Uh, but just Mark Andre Fleury's been unbelievable. He's the biggest component of that run. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see who they play, and, and tomorrow night's going to be rocking at the MTS. Center. Absolutely, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I, Whiteout expected. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if you, if you're feeling all right. I know you're a huge Bruins fan, but I just wow, five, five I'm upset. Games. I'm I, upset more than anything that they lost, but I'm also upset because I do like Brad Marchand. I hate the bullshit he's been pulling with this whole licking bullshit. After reading his Player Tribune article, I love what he had to say about his come up and how he he was never the biggest guy. He was never even the best player on his teams growing up. But he's like, man, I had to find a way, you know, to get noticed to to make myself kind of stand out. And it was always kind of being a pest. But I, I think he's taking it a little bit too far. Like you got to think he's he gets done with his games and like you know, in the, when he gets asked by the media and then he, obviously their season's over, does he, does he go home at night and sit and think to himself, like, man, I'm a bonehead. Like, that was just stupid. Like, what am I, what am I, I doing? I, I, or is he wearing it? He I might be wearing it, too. I don't know. I think he's wearing it, man. I I wouldn't even be surprised if he starts licking the media. That's That would be that would piss me off so much if a, guy, if a player came up and licked me. Honestly, that would be in my head so much. I think that's – honestly – it's fucked up. It's kind of like, it's kind of the same as spitting on someone, but I wouldn't even say it's, I'd rather get, this is fucking weird, but I'd rather get licked than spit on. Uh, they're both kind of a, a no, no, but I think if he's just been trying to get under the skin of the, of the lightning and he's been doing it his whole career, probably the most penalized suspended player that we've had. But I, I actually, I think it's unbelievable. I, he's such a fucking little pest. And as much as I hate it, you're right. Like that's one way to get noticed, but he backs it up with. Uh-huh. Play. I mean, he's, he's fourth, to fourth play, of the yeah, points. Uh, he's got you know 17 points in 12 games. He he and McDavid. If if he would have played a full season and wasn't hurt this year slash suspended, he could have contested McDavid for most points because he had second most points per game, uh, just behind McDavid. But he's so damn good. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have a worry in the world he could go two-hand headman in the back of the knee headman could punch him out and he's not even he'd laugh over he'd his smile he'd yeah, smile just, all the way back to the bench it, it's unbelievable like me and him have similar noses we could smell you know the hot dogs from the fucking ice and it's unbelievable that how good he is how little he is and when he's on the ice and every time he gets the puck it's you know something's gonna happen whether it's a sick little dangle or gonna run your goalie it's unbelievable I, I think it's it's good for the nhl as much as a lot of people hate it but you need guys like that it keeps it interesting and i'm a big brad marchand guy i wasn't a few years ago but i, I he, i've just grown on the guys i love watching this guy honestly yeah um let's close out here nhl playoffs uh we're hoping to see vegas kind of continue their greatness behind a hot goaltender um and then an interesting one out in the east but let's jump over to the MLB. The big news is uh, big hats off and congratulations to Albert Pujols on joining the elite 3,000 hit fraternity. Uh, Mr. 3,000, baby. Unfucking real what, what an accomplishment that is, AJ. Mm-hmm. He joins a list of uh, guys, some, some pretty notable ones. You got, you know, in, in our late day and age, you know, you had Jeter. You got uh, A-Rod, Adrian Beltre. Um, and now Pujols doing it in the house that uh, Suzuki built in Seattle. Yeah. Very, very cool. E- See, e- another e- guy on that list is your guy, Tony Gwynn. Love me some Tony Gwynn. Guy, you know, Love the guy him. throws in he's hammers the, like the best of them. Nick Swisher, Lensicon. He's the, he's, he is the, uh, the olden day. Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher is definitely. I know he doesn't play anymore, but you know, me and Charlie Hayes would we would do this all the time. We we 
pack the biggest piece of gum in class and we'd look at each other and we'd say, look at these fucking swish bombs and Santurgeon's class. And, you know, she'd give us the boot, but it didn't matter because I got a base hit knock and got to leave class and fuck around for a bit. But I, 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 I'm a huge Tony Gwynn guy. And for Pujols to, to join that list, I mean, growing up on MLB, the show and MLB baseball, I would always, you know, 2000, 2003 to 2008, I would always rig, uh, if I wasn't the Cardinals, I'd always rig trades to make sure I got him on my team. Best pure hitter in our, you know, day that we've seen. Uh, just did everything the right way. No, no steroid allegations. And, man, he hit some fucking moonshots yeah. that day. The MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, was talking about banning, like, defensive shifts. Um, and co- kind of what they compared it to is, like, Ryan Howard, how it- almost borderline ruined his career and what where Pujols found himself so successfully in getting these hits is he could spray the ball so dang effectively you can look up his you know it's bad radio but you can look up his his hit charts of where his balls were going and it's all over the field it's not like he's hooking it yeah. Jim Tomey freaking right field hook where you got defensive shifts no. like crazy yeah Pujols yeah. has just been a, a threat a, a, a hitting threat for so many years and it, it's cool to see he hit that he hit that mark you, you just looked, you couldn't really pitch to the guy. There was no bad pitch or any, you know, no good pitch. The, the dude could take him high and high and away, you know, in tight. He, he'd put it anywhere. And honestly, the Cardinals would not be who they were without him. And the, 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 the multiple World Series is he won with them. And it was just unbelievable to watch. But, I mean, congrats to him, Mr. 3000. But uh, moving here, how about – how about the Bronx Bombers? We had we had Stanton on display early. He was striking out left and right, but he's kind of figured out his groove. He's batting in the the mid two hundreds now, just under two fifty. Uh, the Yanks have won twenty one of their last twenty four, including fifteen of sixteen in a row. Uh, Walk off dinger by by that rookie Torres today. They they have not we, been out tied with Boston. We have been on such season. a roller coaster with the Yankees this year, man. Uh, Early, we were, we were like, these guys will not be beaten. Like, this roster, they're getting Stanton in the offseason with Judge and pairing with that whole lineup. Fuck, then we come back the next week. Wow, we're pulling the pinstripes. Or is he going to lose his stripes? And now they're on this run? Holy hell. Yeah, it's it's been unreal. I mean, there was, there was a five-day stretch uh, or a three-day stretch where they didn't even play a game because there was – such shitty weather conditions in the Northeast. And and from that moment on, they won, I think they won 17 games in that span. Uh, I think Stanton was able to kind of sit back and reflect without having to play and, you know, look at film, see where he's been going wrong. And he's been, he's been unbelievable that, that, that top of the order, there's no easy outs. You got Gardner leading off. Then you got judge followed by Didi, followed by Sanchez, followed by Stanton, and then Torres bats ninth. It's it's insane how deep that batting order is. And then Severino's pitching like no other. Mm-hmm. Uh is getting some strong innings in. And then you got Chapman having a hundred mile hour hundred mile per hour pitches doing the twelve to six, three to nine fucking cyclone. See you later, closing the door and they're 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 exactly where 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 we thought they would be, uh, you know, on opening day, and it's been pretty cool to see. But uh, and then speaking of, and yeah. then uh, the same night, the Yankees are 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 on fire, like you said, they're right where we expected them to be. Um, but how about uh, the same night? This whole deal with Pujols went on the same night. The Dodgers, a no no in Mexico. Uh, yeah, they are the most no hitters in the major leagues, and now they have the most no hitters in Mexico. Um, that's insane. That's a that's a that's an underrated stat. Nobody, nobody, nobody really realizes this, but there's been zero no hitters uh, south of the border in in Mexico. Uh, tip tip of the cat to the Dodgers for being the first. Yeah, it took uh, four four pitchers to do it. Granted, it was the Padres, but that's still that's that's an unreal that's an unreal feat at any level. I, I think it's hilarious that it happened to the Padres. The only team left in the, in the bigs that's never thrown a no hitter, and they got they got a committee doing it against them. <laughs> it, it's it, they're the Browns. They're the Browns of the MLB, man. The Padres are in 
Tony once Tony Gwynn left and his and his lip snacks left, they've been they've been fucking brutal. Baseball's baseball. They got about I don't know 100, 115 or so games left. Uh, the Yankees will definitely probably cool off a little bit. You'd expect, but all in all, baseball has been pretty entertaining. Uh, congrats to Pujols on three thousand unbelievable feet. Uh, but Jake, I just want to know one thing. Who is your lock of the week? Your betting lock. I, I had mine correct last week. I said, you know, if Celtics are, uh, I believe they're a four point dog or a three and a half point dog at home. Uh, I, I said to, to take the money line on that one, take them straight up and, and they won, uh, pretty handily. And like we said, the process has kind of been no more. So I, I want to know who you got for your lock this week. I, I know yours didn't hit last week. You had the over for the Bruins and Lightning uh, game two, I believe it was. I think you had the over. The over was eight, and I think the over was – I think it, I think it hit six. Yeah, you know what, Evan? I'm a risk taker, and you know what? This whole lock bet thing, it might be just turning into a high-risk, high-reward bet um, when it comes down to my pick. Um, I'm going to kind of continue with that trend this week, and I'm going to take – just because, like I said earlier, I'm going off – the word of P.K. Subban um, on the road in Winnipeg. I'm taking him at plus 130 right now. Um, going into Winnipeg, he guaranteed the win. Um, they're, they're the underdog right now, and I don't expect that to change. So a risky pick, but I'm going to take Nashville over Winnipeg in Winnipeg. It's probably not seen as a lock by many, but that's my lock this week is Nashville plus 130 in Winnipeg against the Jets. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm going to stick to hockey as well. Uh, we we kind of touched on this, and I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Uh, they're a minus one and a half, so they're favored by a goal and a half at home. I'm going to take that. They're definitely going to win by two. I think it's going to be low scoring, though. I think it's going to be 3-1. Uh, two nothing type game. I, I'm gonna say it's, it'll be three one. So I'm I'm gonna bet heavy on on Pittsburgh minus one and a half in Game Six at home. Uh, for that one, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I really really like that pick, Evie. Fine. One of our final topics though tonight, Tiger Woods. Man, it's so disappointing, but he's he is not back. Like so many thought he was back. Uh, again, no. the media doing what the media does best and overhyping the shit out of this. He's not back. He, yeah. He's not he's not back whatsoever. Uh you know, he had his eleventh uh birdie free round today. Uh you know, he just kinda after the game or after the game, after the uh after the round he he just said, you know, I'm I'm looking forward, I'm glad that's over with. I'm I'm kinda done with the uh with this tournament. I'm gonna move on. I'm looking forward to the next one. But Man, the media is hyped this shit. They want him to be back so bad. They've got everyone thinking that he's back. And, you know, he finished plus two on the tournament, uh, the Wells Fargo in, in, in North Carolina this weekend. But, man, like, Adam or Jason Day won it at 12 under. Uh, just that's a player that's, you know, he's he's never went away. But these are the guys, Spieth, Day, uh, DJ, Rory, those are the guys that are, that are going to be at the top. Uh, as much as I want Tiger to be back, he's just not it's, back. It's just, um, it, like I said, it's it's sad because he, I mean, like you said, Sunday he was, he put up a birdie free round. He hasn't done that in his career since before he had back surgery in 14. Um, yeah. The guy was flirting with the cut line. Uh, after the first two days at Quail Hollow, it's it's just not like I missed the days so bad in the early 2000s when he, it's Sunday at the Masters and he's chipping in on uh, God, I couldn't tell you what hole it is, but the one where it just le- teetered over the edge. I missed so badly when we would watch Tiger, we'd have confidence that he's going to put on a show and just have this magical performance. But yeah, uh, he's he's definitely been underwhelming here. Um, since making his comeback yeah i mean he's he finished tied for uh finished tied for 55th in the tournament uh his driving accuracy has been pissed for 44.6 percent in this tournament uh that's not going to win you many matches uh you know his flat stick hasn't been going his putting has been hot his putting has been hot garbage man 
Yeah, it's been it's been it's like he's trying to putt with his fucking wedge. It's been that it's been that bad. Nothing's dropping. Uh, maybe, man, maybe his maybe his tiger vision is is just getting outdated. I, it looks like he's gonna need some fucking LASIK or new contact lenses or something. Maybe a Denny's waitress. I mean, something's got to get him going. Yeah, and the Denny's waitress it, is is a hot take. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's getting old, and usually with age it means you're getting less off your driver, maybe losing distance. But it's it's like he's just losing touch. This putter, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I think he's just got to regroup here, get ready for you know the U.S. Open, and but fuck, he he's far from back, Jake, and and. It, it, it makes me want to cry inside. As much as I want him to be, to be in the mix, uh, I, I, I really think we're starting to lean towards, you know, golf without Tiger pretty soon. Not even, golf, yeah, and just not him. It ever, just gives know, me, it gives me the yips thinking about having to come to terms with Tiger just being another freaking golfer in the middle of the yeah. pack. It's just bad. Yeah, um, but uh, but no, yeah. hey, hey, I want to give a shout out. To our very own EP scholar, your boy graduates this week um, after a long, long road through, you know, Carlton Place. He saw you fuck around there, making it out to Colgate, man. Congrats. He did it. Uh, EP scholar turning EP podcaster, hopefully full time here. Uh, Yeah. You got a big next week or so ahead of you. You guys going down to Myrtle Beach? What's that? Yeah. No, I'd like to thank you. Thanks, Ox, for the shout out. you know, it's it's been a grind here. School's been tough. But managing that with hockey, it's it's been a lot of fun. And you know, I'm gonna look back on it and you know cherish these moments. But but there's still a lot left. We got a couple of finals to take this week, and then Friday we're heading down to Myrtle Beach, uh, Silcar, and it's just basically going to be a bender week, shit show week. We get down there. It's going to be a full week. Weather, weather weather's 80 and sunny all week. Uh, we're going to be drunk from you know tip off on friday to to next thursday uh, i hope i can catch my flight back but it's it's a lot of fun you just get trashed you know sleep on the beach uh you know do do whatever it's it's just kind of let loose before grad it's you know my freshman year i didn't actually make it down there uh went home but the boys that did on my team there's about 18 of them uh they got evicted on night one so they were sleeping in the back of cars. They were shacking up with with some girls. Uh, a couple of them slept on the beach. Uh, some stuff happened at a Red Roof Inn that I won't get into. That's, but, that's uh, the best stuff, though. That's, it, and we need more of yeah, that. And I expect to hear a bunch of stories upon your return. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun week. Thanks for the, thanks for the shout out, though. I appreciate it. All right, Jake. With this this kind of we touched on. Uh, you know what happens when pucks don't get deep? It's our dump and chase of the week. Uh, you know, Chloe Kardashian tried to, to get rid of Tristan Thompson. Uh, maybe she hit an extension on the glass. Uh, maybe Hedman, you know, knocked it down with his nine, nine inch, nine foot long arms. But, uh, you know, Tristan Thompson's better than anyone at getting offensive boards. You know what? Uh, it's, he, it's... he pulled down a rebound and it looks like we're back. It looks like Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian are back and stronger than ever. We, we, we really see Khloe really living up to the dump and chase. We were hoping for more of a dump and change, I think, with this one. But she is really living up to the term dump and chase. She's chasing back after. We needed to see her to get the puck deep, get the hell out of there. But it was all over Twitter. All TMZ was reporting it. She was back at the game three Saturday nights showing her support that her and Tristan Thompson are still together. I don't know what to think about this one, man. I I just think it's it's pretty comical. Uh, Tristan Thompson basically, he, he gets to do whatever. Uh, and I... <laughs> I just it just kind of I don't know how maybe when she welcomed him back there was reports that for for game seven in in Indiana she uh, she denied the tickets that he left for her and and apparently he he sent them to the mistress to attend uh, not confirmed but I wouldn't put it past him that's a pretty cheeky move uh, I mean if if she's gonna play hardball you know he's gonna you know he's gonna take his ball and go elsewhere uh, but but I mean it's 
he resurrected. I would I would almost say that maybe the mistress did show up to watch him ball because he was a pivotal part of that game seven win at home. Uh, you know, he didn't play much the games one through six, but he started. He grabbed 15 boards, 10 points. Sorry, 15 points, 10 boards. And, I mean, you could argue that he was the most impactful player other than LeBron in that whole game. So maybe the mistress was there, and, and then Chloe kind of saw what she was missing and, you know, wanted a little taste of that but is she is she uh, falling back in love with him though is she is she staying together for the kid is she trying to be a good parent here and doing it for true um i I mean those are those are really good questions i mean you know you look at the uh the uh the other sister there kim uh she was with an nba star humphrey she even you know sealed the deal and you know she she dumped and changed on him pretty hard uh backcourt violation by him uh, you know, that was done, you know, within, within a month. Uh, that's what happens, I guess, when you're a role and a bench player in the NBA, the Kardashians kind of spin it and wheel and deal on you. Now she's with Kanye. And I mean, even Kanye has got his own, I don't know what's going on with Kanye. I, I have no idea. He, he, he he's not, so, he's not, yeah, he's actually probably so mentally I, off I don't know. charts. It's, it's insane. One day he hates Trump. He's going to run against him. Now him and Trump are teeing it up on. Trump's, you know, Trump national, national. It's, it's insane. But this, this is probably our best dump and chase because the the puck actually didn't get deep and Chloe got caught. She got hemmed in her own end for a while and she attended game three. So that just, you know, any more reason to believe that they're back and better than ever. She stated that they're back. Uh, it's been it's been a hectic week for for the Kardashians and and Tristan Thompson's elevated his game in the midst of all this, but I mean if if you're gonna take away one thing, Jake, and we've seen this time and time again, pucks have to get they have to get 200 feet, they have to get deep, they have to hit the end wall, out of the goalie's reach, and you know if, if that doesn't happen, you know usually bad things end up happening in your own end. So dumping dumping chase of the week. Uh, a little revisit here, but you know, the, the Kardashian Thompson trains on they're back on and they're better than ever. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see how the Cavaliers play play down the stretch because Thompson's been balling ever since. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when, you know, you don't finish the drill and, um, you don't execute and, and you get fucked deep. And, but that wraps up another week of the dump and chase podcast, uh, looking forward um to a good week of sports coming up we're gonna finish out the the second rounds of both nba and nhl playoffs and the players championship from tpc sawgrass down in point Verde, florida um kicks off this week as well so we will be back next week with another episode until then guys see ya peace Shit,